It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Let's join the Upfront panel for this uh, Friday morning. Uh, first of all, Bob Martin will be joining us with our real estate question, and then Mr. Brian will be joining us with our uh, upfront uh, rest of the program, uh, pro- you know, providing he's ready. Are you ready over there? I have too much to talk about this morning, Mr. Bouchard. Too much? Okay. Too prepared. Maybe we'll let you go to 930. On the other hand... Maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. It's time to get on our live line right now. Mr. Robert Martin. Uh, Robert L. Martin. And um, I'm not going to ask him what his middle name is. Uh, he is uh, owner-broker of the Crossroads Real Estate Group, and he's ready to answer our real estate question in the morning if we have him on the live line. Are you there, Bob? I am, Roger. All right. It says here, a listener wants to know, I have a contract to purchase a condominium. My lender informed me that although I am well qualified, they have denied the mortgage based on upon a complex I wish to buy in, not me personally. Is this for real or just a nice way of denying me? Do uh, certain condominium complexes that sit not well with the banks? You're on, Bob. Yes, um, I, I wouldn't put it that way, but, um, you know, if you're buying a single-family home or a two-family or whatnot where you control it 100%, it, that doesn't come into effect unless, you know, the property is not in, in very good condition. But when you buy a condo, you're buying in a community, and a lot of the financial aspects, the condition of the community, the improvements uh, are beyond the control of the individual. So um, if you're buying into a 150-unit condo complex, yeah, you have one 150th vote. So when you're applying for a mortgage, um, the first thing the lender will generally do is they ask for what they call a condo questionnaire. And that's filled out by one of the officials or the management company of the condo complex. Um, and it's a series of questions. Um, you know, are you, there are any pending lawsuits. How many uh, of the units are rented, non-owner-occupied, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Um, what are the reserves? Um, so that's the first line. There's another one further down, but I don't think this gentleman ever got to the point of a resale certificate. So when they review that, uh, as an example, if there's 150 units and the condo complex has Absolutely no reserves. Well, the lenders begun, begin to say, well, wait a minute, what, what comes around when you need a new roof or, you know, the, the property needs a paint job or whatever? And, you know, if there's no money in the pot, then you begin to, you know, get assessed, uh, a special assessment. So they're very leery of that. So in order to protect their collateral, Aside from the individual, they want to make sure that the the complex is run. I would call it like a well-run business. Uh, that there's an election of offices that they meet, and if it doesn't meet their criteria, um, they will um, say no. We're not going to make a, a mortgage in that complex, uh, and it's it's not that unfrequent. Most of the time, when you get in a larger complex. There really is no difficulty, but sometimes you have these, like a condo conversion, where there's only six units. Um, the other one, that the other thing that comes to mind is um, there is one in Cumberland that I won't mention. Um, there's one gentleman that owns, or a company that owns 28 condos in that complex and uh, rents them out. Well, once you get to a point where more than 10% of the community is uh, is rentals, uh, you lose probably 90% of the available mortgages. The, the term is the property is not warrantable, which means that if the lender makes the mortgage, they cannot sell it on the secondary market, which most of them do. So now the fallback is to go to, let's call it a smaller institution uh, or a credit union where they will say, we also have in-house mortgages, which are not fixed rates for 30 years, 
which are not at the most favorable rates. You know, you're strong, you're still willing to make the mortgage. That's not always the case. Sometimes they don't like the insurance policy. Uh, but a lot of time has to do with reserves and the amount of, of percentage of, of rental units. Um, but the, the key there is, is 10%. Um, a good example, where I live a few years back when prices were, were lower, there were more people buying and, and renting them out. Um, or moving out, figuring they're waiting for the markets to come back as they had bought at a higher time. Um, we were perilously close to that 10%. So what they did is they altered the condo docs and said that anyone buying in here has to live in the unit for a minimum of two years before they can rent it out. That kind of stemmed the tide and kept viable mortgages available. So it's not unusual. Um, and they're probably saying correctly, if you go to buy in another year, in, in another complex, um, you will, you know, we will approve you. On the other hand, what I would suggest to him, because this didn't happen to me personally, but I had the buyer, um, the buyer was refused by one large lender. They didn't like the insurance policy. And uh, I was able to bring that same person to a different lender who did not have a problem with the insurance policy. So I would suggest to him, he, before he throws the towel in, he could shop around or go to um, a smaller mm-hmm. credit union, a smaller institution yeah. that um, has more of a local presence. presence. Yeah. And he may be able to get a mortgage from that. Now, Mr. Martin, I have a, a question for you. It's a one-word answer now. All right, here yeah. it is. Are you the Cumberland resident that owns those 28 units at the Cumberland complex of condominiums? <laughs> yes or no? No. Thank you no, very much. No. I want you okay. to have a great weekend. I'm relieved. Okay. <laughs> and, All right. And, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay, Roger. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bob Martin, Crossroads Real Estate Group. On our live line here on WNRI, John Brian in a few moments. So when Socket Rotary Club takes great pride in welcoming you to the 2022 Project Charities Raffle. 100% of the properties to support Woonsocket Rotary Club charities and winning tickets will be drawn on Tuesday, June 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Kay's Restaurant, 1013 Cass Ave, right here in the great city. A maximum of 400 tickets will be sold for $50 each, and ticket holders are eligible for grand prize of $3,000, second prize of $1,000, third prize of $500, as well as five prizes each of $50. Winners will be announced at 8 p.m. on WNRI. 1380 AM and 99.9 FM. Attendance is not required to win, so get your tickets here at WNRI Radio. Some of the local great organizations supported by the Rotary Club include the Museum of Working Culture, St. Anne's Arch and Cultural Center, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and the Milk Fund. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy, Check out the Stella Rosa Collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light for Open Daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. And I want to remind you that tomorrow, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at 1409 Park Avenue, Holy Trinity Parish, is going to be the Woonsocket Rotary Days Touch-A-Truck event. This is a free event, and this begins at 10 a.m., this is a sensory hour at 10 a.m., so there will be no horns, no no horns, engines, lights, or sirens until 11. So uh, this is for children who may have some type of uh, special need or some type of apprehension about these types of things. So you can come from 10 to 11, and it'll be uh, a sensory hour. It'll be quiet. They can see the trucks. They can touch the trucks, but they don't have to hear 
the lights or the uh, the horns. After 11 o'clock, there's beeping, there's sirens, uh, horns, and everything. The lineup uh, includes Ecto-1, the uh, car from Ghostbusters, uh, Pat the Patriot, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., UMass Life Flight, landing simulation at 1 p.m., Ruby the State Police Canine Dog, and its handler, a Rhode Island State Police Rollover Simulator, the Batmobile, the Coast Guard Rescue Boat, Woonsocket Police Motorcycle Unit, Special Response Team, Aspen the Canine, and his handler, and so much more at the Touch a Truck event by Rotary tomorrow at Holy Trinity starting at 10, ending at 3. It is rain or shine. Say your prayers for a good, uh, uh, some good weather, at least no rain. And if that's not enough, don't forget there is going to be some food available for you there. Bugged out, Mickey G's, Sunny Side on the Street, the Lions Club selling grilled cheese, the Boy Scouts having drinks, Dell's Lemonade ice cream machine. So much to do, all for free. Another, just another way that Rotary gives back to this community. So remember, when Soccer Rotary Days touch a truck event tomorrow, 10 to 3, 1409 Park Avenue. On the Holy Trinity grounds, right here in the great city of Woonsocket. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel, and for the rest of the show, it is I, John Brian, your Friday host of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI. So glad to be here. So much to talk about. Of course, never enough time, but that's okay. That means that we're going to have a jam-packed rest of the show for you. And, of course, you can always call me because a talk show is only as good as its callers. So give me a call at 766-1380-769-0600. And, of course, toll-free 1-800-949-9674. If uh, you have a computer and you can work those interwebs, you can even email the show. Yes, the station, Space Age Radio, does have electronic mail. That's up front at WNRI.com. A lot to talk about on the state scene. A lot happened yesterday. More garbage out from the Rhode Island State Senate. And we will get to that. But what I do want to start with, of course, is I want to start with what happened this week. I want to start with the Supreme Court. And I kind of want to give you an idea of what's going on in case you haven't heard it this way. I, want to, I, I, I kind of want to break it down to make it easy. And so to kind of just, I guess the way the, to, to dilute the issue a little bit, I could just say this. In 1973... Nine justices decided the Roe v. Wade case and decided that there was a constitutional right to abortion, a federal right to abortion. So it didn't matter what states did. States could say the state of Rhode Island, the state of Arkansas, the, the, the state of Nevada could say, we ban abortions here in our state. Well, Roe v. Wade said that there's a constitutional right. So because the Constitution overrides the states, those types of laws would be null and void, and a woman would have the right to an abortion. So essentially what it ended up being was a state's right case, okay? Well, let's just stay there for a minute. Nine male justices decided this case. Remember that, because you don't hear the abortion proponents complaining about that when they say men shouldn't be making decisions on women's bodies. But they never complained that it was nine men that made the Roe v. Wade decision. They just complain about the decision now. And judges now. If you're a male, if you're a judge, you can't make decisions on a woman's right to choose. But they didn't complain about the nine guys that made Roe v. Wade the law of the land. But I digress. So something terrible happened this week, and something terrible happened, and why is it terrible? 
It's terrible that there was a leak from the Supreme Court of the United States by someone who was an ideologue who leaked a draft memo amongst the courts, amongst the judges, out to the press. And this was done absolutely to gin up the Democratic base because they're about to get slaughtered in the midterm elections. And they think this is what's going to save them. Now remember, these people are supposed to be Americans. They're supposed to be leaders. They're supposed to be patriots because they are elected men and women of the United States Congress and the Senate. But they don't want peace at home. They want divide and conquer. They want people to be fighting. They want people to be destroying each other, tearing each other down. And why? Because they believe that if we're fighting about abortion, we're going to forget $4.25 gas, $5.50 oil. We're going to forget our grocery bills. We're going to forget the fact that they're trying to indoctrinate children in schools with gender orientation and sexual identity. We're going to forget that GDP is negative. We're going to forget the trade deficit is an all-time high. We're going to forget the fact that this administration makes the Jimmy Carter administration look like the greatest administration ever. This is the biggest failure of a presidential administration we have ever seen. So they think it's a great idea to unleash the, unleash the abortion issue amongst the populace. But the problem is there's a leak amongst the Supreme Court. And by being a leak amongst the Supreme Court, it thereby compromises the ability for the court to share opinions with one another and formulate a majority opinion with dissent no matter the issue. Because the security of those decisions is key until they're released. And why? Because of public opinion. Look, Lady Justice wears a blindfold for a reason. These are nine justices approved by the United States Senate, sent to lifetime appointments to the Supreme Court. And they are not to be driven by the whims of the media and politics and protests and people that are unhinged. No. They are supposed to follow the United States Constitution. Okay? And in doing so, it doesn't matter what everyone says out there. Lady Justice is blind for a reason. So it gets released, and of course, it's a terrible thing. It's amazing how Dems always say, Republicans want to change the norms, the civil norms. But it's the Democrats. They don't care there's a leak from the Supreme Court. They want to pack the court. Make sure they have enough justices to ensure that there's always a liberal majority. They want to change it from 9 to at least 13. They want to end the filibuster in the United States Senate. It's them that want to change the norms. Always accuse your enemy of that which you are guilty. That's what the Minister of Information and the Nazi regime said. That's what they're guilty of. So it gets released. And what does Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren and all these people say? First, they're going to force a, a, a vote to codify Roe v. Wade into the federal law in the Senate, but they don't have the votes. So they're going to do it as a show because it's always a show with these people. There's no sincerity whatsoever. But Chuck Schumer goes out there and says, it's clear that they will try to turn back the clock to a time when women, people of color, LGBTQ people are second-class citizens. 
This is garbage. This is a lie. Do you know what Roe v. Wade is? It's a state's rights issue. And what happens if, if Roe v. Wade is, in fact, overturned? Well, the states get the power. The states get the issue back. The states end up being able to guide their own destiny with what that populace of that state wants. People are of the misapprehension, the misconception rather, that the United States is one big country. It's not. It's a republic. It's 50 individual states making up a republic known as the United States of America. And if Roe v. Wade is overturned, all that's going to happen is they're going to say there is no, it goes to the 10th Amendment. The 10th Amendment says any rights not specifically conferred to the federal government through the Constitution is thereby held by the states. That is to say, if it's not explicitly said, that the federal government has this power. In other words, a state can't say, we're creating the army of Rhode Island and we have an, our own army. No, you're part of the army of the United States of America. But since there's no, since 1973, it was a erroneous decision that there was a federal constitutional right to abortion of which there is none. I've read the Constitution front to back a bunch of times. It's not there. Okay? So this becomes a state's rights issue. That's it. They're going to punt it back to the states and say, states, you are in control of your own destiny. If you want to throw babies into a garbage disposal the moment it comes out of a female, well, then you have that right to pass that law. Or if you want to ban abortion entirely, you have that right. You have the ability to pass that law. But there is no federal right conferred in the Constitution to abortion. And Roe v. Wade got the decision wrong. That's all this is saying. So when people are saying, oh, we're going to go to coat hanger abortions and we're not going to be able to get abortions, that's a lie. Just in 2019, they passed a law in Rhode Island that codified Roe v. Wade into the Rhode Island general laws. And thanks to the, some of the elected officials that are still are in their seats, babies can get aborted right through the ninth month of birth. The ninth month of gestation, rather, right up to the point of birth. I think it's clear, and look, I'm a pro-life guy. I always have been. I've been a pro-life legislator. And if I was to legislate again, I would be a pro-life legislator. But I'm not militant. I'm not crazy. Look, I think everybody in this land could get behind the following thing. In the first trimester, abortion is legal. After that, it's not. Unless for extreme circumstances of the health of the mother. That's it. No partial birth abortion. None of this garbage. Look, the pre President Biden himself said that abortion should be legal right up until the point of birth. If you want to abort a baby right before it's born, you are a murderer. That baby is viable. But it's never enough. It's never enough. Now in Rhode Island, they want to pass a bill that says that Medicaid and your tax dollars should be paying for people's abortions. So this way here, it's a free-for-all. You can have abortions up to, you can already have abortions up to nine months in Rhode Island. But now, if they can't afford to have the abortion, you're going to pay for it, whether you agree with abortion or not. That's, that's what they want now. It's never enough. So going back, please understand that abortion through Roe v. Wade is very simply a state's rights case. And if they overturn Roe, 
it's going to come back to each and every state, all 50 states. And it will be up to that state to decide what they want to do with abortion. That's all it's doing. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You'll have, you had protests in province. My body, my choice. Hands off my body. All these signs. But if you said to them, it's totally legal in Rhode Island. There's nothing that we could do about that. This is a state's rights case. They'll look at you with that, with that, with that empty glaze in their eyes and say, my body, my choice. It, it, it's like you can't reason with lunatics or the misinformed, the ill-informed, or the intentionally misinformed. And that's what's going on now. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for explaining the difference between the republic, which we are, and the idea of a democracy. Um, people fault on this all the time. Secondly, I listened to the candidates yesterday. And on one, I swear to God, I thought I was going to pass out. That's Miss Nelly. Uh, at the end, she makes around how successful her office was. Successful, she did. She she treated that office as if she owned it. The records there are public. Should be an R, public accessible, which she did not allow. And I want to know. We don't hear anything about how the journal, the the um, lawsuit they had against her. Uh, Mr. Brown, he give away the everything. And there's a comment people made, uh, one candidate, that, you know, if a child has to move more than twice, it, you know, affects their education. Why do they have to move more than twice? Because they, they, have, a, they have affordable housing, which most of it's paid for. They don't pay for it. So if I own the house, of course I'd evict them three months. Or they violate the lease by having, instead of having two people, four people are living in it, annihilating the place. And I feel, I should feel sorry for that. They make out people who own, not all of them are, are um, slum landlords. Many started investing in this, figuring this, I'll put this money aside, I'll pay for my children's education, and, and they end up just paying the taxes and jumping out of it because, like one person said, I'm not working for them, I'm working for myself. And, and what's happening, I can't afford it anymore. Well, you make, you make, a, uh, you make a good point, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to stick on the abortion topic for a little while longer. Oh, absolutely, in abortion. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. If a woman is pregnant and mother and fetus die in a car crash caused by, caused by a drunk driver, they say two people died in that. There were two uh, victims in that crash. So they can't have it two, both ways. And when I think of a child, a mother gets in a fight, she's having a baby, didn't kill it. That's when a, when a fetus is viable out of the womb. And with everything today that you can, you know, the night after, the day before, all the, these these ways of, of not getting pregnant are accessible, why don't we go that way? It, it's, I think it's a human being, and when I hear that anyone can make a choice of killing a fetus that's viable... To me, that's murder, and we're doing nothing about it. I, I agree 100%. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Have, Have a, a great weekend. Day. Bye. Good morning, and welcome to the Upfront Show. I'm going to try to be very quick, Mr. Breen. First of all, uh, I learned things about abortion, about um, babies that I never knew before, and I'm going to tell you the one that affected me the most. Uh, when they said that a fetus can feel pain at around 15 weeks, I, it, it gave me chills. So that, to me, was one of the things that uh, I've learned in the last few years. Secondly, if you don't become a legislator and you ever give up 
doing talk radio, I think you ought to do stand-up comedy because when you mimic these people, I crack up. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. They just drive me crazy, so I have to mimic them. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's, uh, there's more to the story, and it's not just on the abortion issue. It's what's going on out there as a result. And, 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 and really, there is no ceiling to the hypocrisy of the left and of this administration and what has happened with extremists out there. And we're going to talk about that, and it's really an incredible thing. And it's almost hard to believe. And we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the Upfront Radio Show with your Friday host, that's I, John Brian, here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM, WNRI. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available. And Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. And don't forget, Savini's Pomodoro will be open on Mother's Day. So take mom out for dinner, enjoy some family time, and have a great dinner at Savini's Pomodoro. Hey, you know, the housing market is changing and interest rates are definitely rising. If you're serious about selling your house or buying a new home, don't hesitate. Call Marge Jacob today. A broker with REMAX Town & Country with 47 years experience in real estate, Marge knows the market. Call Marge Jacob at 529-0831 and know she'll return your call promptly. Don't wait. Call 529-0831. Marge Jacob, broker. 47 years experience and always there for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel here on the Upfront show. So last week I talked about Twitter and Elon Musk and how crossed up the progressives were. The far left progressive Democrats were because Elon Musk bought Twitter and they were nuts over this. See, because now they hate Elon Musk. They want everybody to drive an electric car, but they hate Elon Musk. And they say, nobody should be a billionaire. Well, nobody should be a billionaire, but this guy became a billionaire because he developed, mass marketed, and sold to the country the electric vehicle, the Tesla, and became filthy rich doing it. As a result of becoming filthy rich, he saw the freedom of speech that was being squashed on Twitter, that opposing voices were being censored. And he said, no, 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 no. That's not what this is for. And he went out and bought Twitter. So then all of a sudden the liberals were like, well, 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 well he can't do that. That's a danger. That's a da one man. One man can't own a, 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 a company like that. But they never complained that Jeff Bezos of Amazon owns the Washington Post. Well, there should be no billionaires. Jeff Bezos is a billionaire and he owns the Washington Post. See, they never complain about that, right? They don't want free speech. They just don't know what... Elon Musk buying Twitter screwed them all up. But it got better this week. It's even better. And this is where I just get tickled pink and I just laugh and laugh. They're all screwed up. Because before this, this, this leaked draft opinion came out, right, they couldn't define what a woman was. I guess the one benefit of all of this is suddenly they know what a woman is again, or so I thought, right? This became a woman's rights issue. But as of last week, you had to be a biologist to know what a woman is. But even after this decision, this draft decision was leaked, 
you could always tell who the lunatic lefties are. Because they would put out things like, this is a danger to pregnant people. This is a this is this is dangerous for birthing persons. That's the words they use. They're, ins- they're insane. They want to tell you that men can get pregnant, right? Men can get pregnant, but abortion is a woman's rights issue. It, it, figure that out. You can't, right? So just yesterday, it came out that local progressives here in the state of Rhode Island are asking the media to stop saying a woman's right to choose and say a person's right to choose. Apparently, trans men, trans men, that's what that is, is that's a female who now identifies as a male. Trans men are offended by the term pregnant woman and prefer pregnant person. See, because in their minds, if you're a female and you decide, you know, you're Jane and then tomorrow you decide you're Joe and you come out and you say, I'm Joe. Then that means in the in the lunatic left mind that now you're a man. That means you're a man, right? Like you can't be a female anymore. Now you're a man. She said she's a man, so now she's a man. And it's like an insult to say that you're a female. Your your gender is a female. You were born a female. So now they're using so always if if you see anything written by anybody or anyone uses the term birthing people or pregnant people or anything like that, just know they're insane, okay? They suffer from a mental disease. Just know that. So that's the one thing where they're all messed up. Suddenly, women were back. One leaked opinion, and now you didn't have to be a biologist anymore to know what a woman is. That's number one. Number two... Activists posted, now this is unbelievable. This is a direct threat to the security of the Supreme Court justices. Activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. They did that for everybody to see so that there could be protests outside their homes. Yesterday, Peter Ducey said to Baghdad Bob Jen Psaki at the White House press briefing. These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the sort of thing that the president wants? Response from the administration. I think the president's view is that there is a lot of passion. So they won't condemn the posting of Supreme Court justices' addresses. They won't condemn the damage this does to the Supreme Court by the leak. Because I think they're behind it, first of all. I mean, obviously, they're behind it. Because they could gin up the populace, so everyone's fighting. Because if everyone's fighting, nobody's looking, and they can do what they want. And they can rig another election. And they want abortion right up until the time of birth. That, these are the pre- I'm not making this up. These are the president's positions. So I ask you, good listener, can you just imagine if pro-life activists published a map with Ruth Bader Ginsburg address urging frenzied and panicking pro-lifers to go to her home and protest over abortion? And the Trump administration had merely said as a response to this. The president's view is that there is a lot of passion. Imagine, imagine that happened in the reverse. You know what happened? The mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, the White House press course, they'd all be ripping the skin off of their faces. Calling how this is a direct threat to our our democracy and all. It's unbelievable. But it's these justices. Eh, whatever. It's crazy. It's enough to drive you wild. I'm going to close out this abortion topic on this. 
In Rhode Island, there was a story that was done by Catherine Gregg just yesterday or the day before. And it was talking about this, this statute that is be this, not statute, I, I, forgive me. This legislation that's before the House and the Senate. It's what I spoke of earlier about taxpayer-funded abortions. The taxpayers to pay for low-income people to get abortions. Medicare. So it's either federal funds or state funds being used. So not only can they have abortions on demand up to nine months here in Rhode Island, and whether you like it or not, you're going to pay for it. That's what this legislation basically says. And there are people out there, your senators, your representatives that are all in on this. My senator, Melissa Murray, is all in on this. She was all in on the Reproductive Rights Act. There's nothing Reproductive Rights Act about it. It's an abortion bill. But they use these Orwellian terms to make it sound nice. So this other piece of legislation wants taxpayer-funded abortions. They're all in. And there was an article written by Kathy Gregg that said there was a fiscal note on the bills that said we can actually, Rhode Island will save tens of millions of dollars by aborting more babies. Pass this bill, allow more abortions, and we're going to save some dough. Imagine that. If we're basing savings on how many more babies can be aborted on the taxpayer's dime, we have lost our moral compass entirely as a society. It's really hard to believe. One final note on the hypocrisy. Whack jobs like Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts are out there saying, they lied to us. They said they wouldn't overturn Roe. That it's settled law. Well, but then a case came before them that changed it, right? Changed it up. And they said they lied. They, 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 they need to come before Congress because they lied. Well, Judge Sotomayor, a liberal, a raving liberal, called one case named Heller, settled law in her confirmation hearings and said she wouldn't overturn it. And then she joined a dissent calling for it to be overturned when she joined the court. Which she had every right to do, but will even one lefty screaming that righty justices perjured themselves regarding Roe apply the same standard to her? I'll take never for one million, please. They're the most hypocritical people you will ever, ever meet. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. John, let me ask you a question. I'll make it quick here. I think I asked someone else's question. It's a little game I have um, called Would You Rather. Um, would you rather spend one romantic evening with Elizabeth Warren or would you rather get waterboarded for 36 hours straight? Waterboarded for 36 hours straight. I thought so. Now, here's to my thing about Projo. I'm going to talk about Projo just for a minute. Now, there was a time when you would open the opinion section of Projo, and it was a lot of just ordinary Rhode Island citizens. Is it me? Have you noticed or have you not noticed? Is every opinion piece from an elected official now? Like, I feel like they're giving the people who have a bully pulpit the platform, but they're not sharing it with the ordinary people. I don't know if it's just something I noticed. Have you noticed? Is it yes. Me? I don't know. Yes, okay. it's been full of elected people, it's been full of lobbyists, it's been full of candidates, it's been full of people, and it's also people trying to produce a certain uh, thought process of a certain ideology. And I find that if they're either, the Projo now pushes a lot of far left opinion, or locally, or they're doing it nationally with their with their constant national pieces. They really have fallen so far. The the Projo has fallen so far, so fast. It's unbelievable. Look, and, and, and just outside of the politics, they don't even have their own writers anymore covering the Red Sox. They now have AP writers. They rely on AP, uh, on AP write, uh, pieces for Red Sox, and they cover the stuff. They they'll they'll do games. 
two days after a game was decided. They don't even have local writers covering sports teams anymore. They don't have anything local. And when they do, it's all lefty stuff and it's by elected people. You're absolutely right. Great observation. Thank you. Well, I'll say one more thing. I think that the couple of years Alan Rosenberg ran it, it was good. I think he was bringing it back to life. I had a lot of hope for it. And as soon as he retired, I knew, I knew when Alan retired, we were going to see a nut. We were going to see it sink. But that's just another observation. But hey, I hope you have a good weekend. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for the call. I appreciate Bye. it. Always a great caller, and he's right. Alan Rosenberg was a good uh, executive editor of the Projo. But here's the problem. Just like everything else, they sold to Gannett. Who's Gannett? Gannett is a major conglomerate that owns multiple news, uh, small-town newspapers and also owns USA Today. And what they do is they just cut, 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 cut. And that's all they do. It's all, Once these, these conglomerates own the paper, all they want to do is make money for the shareholders and make money for the CEO. I mean, it, and, 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 and local news suffers as a result. Hey, I'm going to take a break. When I come back, you have to know about what happened yesterday in the Rhode state senate and believe me of course it's not good is it ever really good not really we'll be back on the upfront radio show on 1380 am 99.9 fm wnri k akasha your accounting financial planning tax preparation and business consulting services of woonsocket and warwick 600 cass avenue woonsocket jefferson boulevard and warwick call us locally at 766-8100 remember outside of the tax season we do planning for business individuals and families we're Kayer kosher we're certified public accountants again our local number 766-8100 and remember having Kayer kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers well here's a question for you from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484 484- 384.95 for a free no obligation in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. Do you want to make a difference? If you're a man 18 years of age and older and Catholic, consider becoming a member of the Knights of Columbus. Our local council, Woonsocket Council 113, and other councils throughout the state are looking for new members to join. Becoming a Knights of Columbus can transform your life. As a knight, you have the opportunity to support your parish, give back to your community, grow in your faith, and protect your family in times of need. If you'd like to join, go to kofc.org slash join us and fill in the information. Put your faith into action. Become a member of the Knights of Columbus. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel, and the panel is me, John Brian, on Friday mornings. We have about four minutes left, so I'm going to try to get right through this. First of all, I have an email from Sandra LaFrance, so i got to take the time to read this one. Good morning, John. Regarding the Supreme Court Justice League on abortions, in my opinion, it's a desperate Democrat ploy for votes and control. Pro-abortion lunatics are in riot mode targeting Supreme Court justices. I think pro-choice was compromised with all the jab mandates. And where is Comrade Joe who promised unity? He is on TV trashing MAGA supporters. Looks like he ditched his promise or maybe just forgot. I agree 100% with your account. Happy Mother's Day to all moms, Sandra LaFrance. Thank you, Sandra. Always appreciate your emails. Hey, yesterday, did you know that the Rhode Island State Senate passed a bill calling for driver's licenses for illegal aliens? That's correct. They passed a bill calling for driver's licenses of illegal aliens. They passed Senate 2006, sub A, and that calls for driver's licenses for all. In fact, here's... Uh, Senator Sandra Cano says on Twitter, Gracias, Senator Chacon, for your leadership and tenacity throughout the years to pass driver's licenses for all. You're making the difference in many working families in our state, along with many colleagues who supported this legislation. That's right. If you come here illegally, 
you get your benefits from the state, from the country, and now you can have a driver's license, thanks to the Rhode Island State Senate. Well, I'm going to say this. Thank you once again to Senator Roger Picard. The vote was 27 to 10. Senator Picard joined the minority in voting against driver's licenses for illegals. Senator Melissa Murray, of course, voted for driver's licenses for illegals. It's just amazing the things that are supported in that in that room. It's amazing the things that are supported by Senator Murray. It's just hard to believe. But thank you for, for your leadership, Senator Pickard. I'm going to leave you with this. There's a plan. Here's the plan. The other day in the newspaper, he, she who should never be governor, Nellie Gorbea, said... In an op-ed, we will continue to work together to ensure that every eligible Rhode Islander can execute their constitutional right in a way that works best for them. Notice that she used the phrase eligible Rhode Islander, not citizen. Sabina Matos, the, the, the lieutenant governor, has gone on record saying that if an illegal immigrant lives in Rhode Island, that they are a Rhode Islander or a Rhode Island citizen. Understand something. The Rhode Island State Senate just worked towards giving illegals one step closer to voting in the state of Rhode Island. So wherever you are, your senator, find out if your senator voted for that bill. And if they voted for that bill, don't vote for them again. And call your rep and tell them, do not pass this in the House. The stuff that's coming out of Providence right now is garbage but we're letting it happen so don't let it happen please you have to get active get informed that's all i can ask you to do hey listen thanks for listening thanks for being here thanks for the calls thanks to wnri and i just am so grateful for the time and i'll be back next week stay vigilant hold the line god bless have a great weekend see you at touch a truck tomorrow this has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.